0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner, as always. Today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I got Ryan White with us. Welcome to the show, man.
1: I appreciate you for having me, Tyler. I'm stoked to do it, man.
0: Of course. Grateful to have you on. So just before we dive in, I'll I'll give an introduction. So uh, basically, Ryan is a seven-figure digital entrepreneur, influencer, investor, press contributor, and speaker. Uh, Ryan founded the globally recognized social media marketing company, Social Revelation, which helps business and personal brands increase their digital footprint and brand awareness online. And Ryan's company manages the social media strategy for several seven to eight figure earners who are top performers within their industry. He has curated a personal online network around 500,000 people uh, from all around. That's a lot.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it.
0: Uh, from all around uh, the world. Ryan has also been featured on various entrepreneurial and uh, business podcasts such as Entrepreneur on Fire, Underdog uh, Empowerment, the No Excuse Show, and on the live television show Good Morning La La Land in West Hollywood. So again, welcome to the show, brother. I'm pumped to have you here.
1: I appreciate it, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm stoked. I know we're going to deliver some huge value to your audience.
0: Yes. Um, so the first question uh, we ask on this show is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message?
1: For sure, man. So I think for me, um, and this is going to be probably news to a lot of people, but it would probably have to be, uh, the way that my fiance and I met kind of that background Mm. story. Um, All right. It's a story Um, of persistency, (laughs) baby. Yes. And I know she's going to be stoked to hear and she's going to be like, Hmm, how do you actually tell people about how we met? <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it all started with, um, you know, I, I was living in a small town, Warner Robins, Georgia at the time. It's a town of about a hundred thousand people. So again, you know, coming from a town even smaller than that, like growing up, um, of 3,300 people, you know, you just don't see people like, you know, Nadia Bradley from Austin, Texas, kind of mm-hmm. walk in the streets, if you will. And uh, this is a <laughs> shout out to her and a compliment to her. But, um anyway she it was it was very much one of those stories where you know you see someone and it's, and it's like man it's like that kind of love at first sight like I gotta know who that is kind of thing and I know that sounds cliche but this is legit what happened with me because I'm like I know this girl isn't from where I'm from so you know mm-hmm. and, and I was kind of I gotta find out more and so naturally you know I, I've, I connected and, and ended up kind of running into her at our local gym there right in Warner Robins and so um it was funny because I actually the same time That she was there, her mother was there. And so I actually had a conversation with her mother, which is kind of weird, I know, (laughs) before I actually got a chance to speak with her. But nonetheless, I had an access point, right? I had a point of reference
0: (laughs) that I could
1: navigate my way through. And so that's kind of what happened. And, uh, you know, her her mother, you know, kind of gave me her number, kind of let me or introduced me to her. And, you know, it was Again, she definitely played hard to get, brother, because let me tell you, um, yeah. we actually set up uh, you know our first date, if you will, and I was stood up actually on that date. and so again, well, for well, a lot yeah. of people that know me bro for a lot of people <laughs> that know me um you know, I come from a very small town, so again, big fish, small pond, like things usually go my way, right? It was yeah. the first time in life where i where <laughs> adversity kind of slapped me, and I was like, okay, things aren't going your way like and I was kind of scratching my head, like, is this for real? Like, she just told yeah. me 30 minutes before we're supposed to go to this event, you know, that she ain't going. And so, <laughs> anyway, I ended up actually going, uh, because it was a sporting event, obviously, people that know my background, and so now that I kind of, in hindsight, look back, I kind of see her point, hey, a sporting event is probably not the best place to go when you're trying to meet someone for the first time, so she did flake on me, and uh, (laughs) but the whole point of that was, literally, dude, I was faced with adversity, and I knew, I was like, man, this is the first time I've actually been shut down, so now she's got me, right, I'm hooked, Yeah. so, but kind of like entrepreneurship, man, just being persistent and, like, consistent with with your target. So I I don't ever want to say that women are targets, but in my mind, in this example, she was my target, right? She was my goal, like my dream girl that I got to get to know. And so literally dude, three to four weeks of, you know, and a lot of people would be like, you know, listen, man, she's not even, this girl's not replying to you. You know, she stood you up on your first date. She's not interested, bro. It's time to like cut the cord and move on. Well, not for me. Right. I had to get to know, you know, and find out about this girl. And so I stayed persistent with it, man. I was super consistent. I was like, Hey, just give me one date one day, literally, that's all I need. And sure enough, it was about three to four weeks later, she agreed to go with me to Longhorn Steakhouse in Warner Robins, Georgia, man. And uh, and now as we sit back and talk about it. Um, she said it was literally the best first date that she's ever had, because I was so like intrigued with getting to know who she was. She said for the first time in her life, she actually had a real conversation where someone spent the whole entire evening asking her and getting to know her versus talking about themselves. Yeah. And, so, and now, man, if I never would have like kind of pushed through that adversity and like stayed persistent with it, the same way that you have to do in entrepreneurship, because there's not always going to, you're not always going to be riding high, right? There's going to yeah. be closing. If you're not consistent and persistent and relentless with trying to reach that end goal, then, you know, it's never going to work out. But unfortunately, this story does have a silver lining and yeah. now I'm engaged to my dream girl.
0: Yes, dude, that's awesome. And even though she did bail on the first date, I think that that is a good um tip if you can somehow get a hold of the mother so i think that is a good strategy there <laughs> kind of exactly
1: like exactly <laughs> man and uh very early on man i got her mother's blessing which is huge you know yeah it's very very hard to kind of cultivate a relationship if, if the mom doesn't like you so
0: for sure man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome um so the next one i got for you is what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry
1: so for me it's probably kind of deals with branding um people that know me in the industry they're like they kind of consider me a branding expert so for me my my answer would revolve around branding and digital marketing and the reason is is because you know in 2019 moving into 2020 and 2021 digital marketing and like social media and just the opportunity that surrounds that is literally so huge it's such a lucrative space and so i feel like a lot of people are literally brain dead and walking around like zombies, just using social media for pleasure, right? You just see people just scrolling through all the time and swiping through their Instagram feeds. And it's like, for me, it's, it's trying to get people to wake up, you know, and say, Hey, listen, you literally have access to a billion active users a month right in front of you. We live in a day and age where you can literally get in touch with the most, some of the most powerful people on the planet through social Mm -hmm. media. You know, if we, if we utilize it correctly, digital marketing and social media, you know, you can technically get in touch with anyone in the world that you, that, that you want to, you know, the For Grant sure. Cardones of the world, you know, you go back and i, I talk about like Casey Adams and, and people like this who have interviewed the Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Grant Cardone. Well, how did that happen? He literally talks about how he did it through an Instagram DM. So it's this yeah. mindset of now's the time to get started. A lot of people walk around, number one, they're not aware. So it's becoming no. aware that there is you know, opportunity around the space. Number two, people think that they've missed the boat. Well, you know, I see Ryan's 28 years old and has over half a million people following him and I'm, you know, 31 and, and haven't, I don't even have an Instagram page, so it's too late for me. Yep. And the reality is it's not, you know, now is the time to get started. So I think the biggest piece of advice from my industry would be to just understand the massive opportunity that, that that now sits and awaits us, um, realizing that there's only going to be an upper twin over the next five to 10 years, right? It's not going anywhere. I mean, I think there was a t- statistic that came out in 2017 where digital uh, advertisement just surpassed TV and radio. So what does that tell you, hmm. right? What does yeah. that tell you? That means that all the businesses and the way that marketing traditionally has being done, it's now changing over to this digital space. So now is the perfect opportunity for people to come in and take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, dude, I couldn't agree more, and I um, and it's a similar story. I, I got to interview Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you're you know awesome. familiar. Yeah, I know Gary. And, yeah, yeah, and like that was actually from a tweet. You know, like I, awesome. I had actually I had interviewed a woman, and then she was kind of like acquaintances or, or something with him, and then she tweeted at him after the interview, and there it was, Guy, you know, and it's as simple. It's not. It's as simple as that, but it just takes some like persistence. And, and also like just being okay with no, because if you reach out to Cardone, Gary Vee and like all that, like you might get a bunch of no's, but eventually with persistence, like you might get them on your show. <laughs> but oh, you, you are reach- for
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're relentless with anything, I feel like it's going yep. to manifest and, and take hold, right? It's going to come to life. And so yeah. that's the biggest thing is I, I feel like people give up too early. You know, hey, I'm going to try yeah. something for three or four times. And if it doesn't work out well, I guess this method, I'm just going to write it off. And that's just the the wrong approach to take, especially in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, man, I think that's good stuff.
0: Um, So the next one, and I think it's, it's what you just said is relevant to really any business, just because, you know, digital, uh, online, social media uh, is for really any business at this point. But what is your best piece of overall business advice? That's not necessarily industry specific.
1: I gotcha. So probably it's, uh, you know, taking massive action, number one, you know, as And everyone that knows me knows grants my guy when it comes to mentorship, but you know, the biggest thing that I found out very early on was the the, the more action you put in eventually Okay, and everyone's path looks different, but eventually it's going to lead to results. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have to couple massive action though with, with networking. So 100% I built my whole entire business through networking, right, through partner firms. So a lot of people know that Social Revelation has nine partner firms around the world. So that allows me to sit here and talk to you, Tyler, for instance, and the business still kind of be bringing in clients and making money, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this whole idea that, you know, if you wanna go fast, go alone, right? But if you wanna go far, you gotta go with others, okay? Mm-hmm. And so partnerships and networking is huge. It opened up my eyes, you know, honestly, into entrepreneurship, you know, coming from the South, Um, and I don't know how far or how long you've lived in in the south in Miami but you know born and raised here in Georgia we're bombarded and beat to death with you got to go get go to college and get a degree and you got to go work for someone else right yeah that's all we're told you know both my parents you know they've been teaching um, for you know in education like for the state for over 30 years and so naturally you know that was kind of what was beat into me was hey if you want to If you want to be successful and be secure you can go get you a degree you can you know become a teacher and you can coach baseball just like your dad did and it's like there are other ways Mm -hmm. but you know than corporate america but in the south i feel like we are we kind of have this this blindfold over our eyes and so through me networking right and taking my first trip to detroit michigan to meet some some business partners of mine who shared the same morals and beliefs that i did and alex you know lombard being Mm -hmm. one of those people you know, you start to see these 24, 26 year old kids, you know, doing six figures a year and working for themselves and having time freedom. And it was just like that whole veil that would have been over my eyes, you know, from my parents and everyone else had just for the first time had been revealed. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So my whole point is, is if, if I didn't take massive action, right. If I didn't agree to go get on that plane and fly to Detroit, right. If I didn't network with these individuals, my, I mean, I would probably be, you know, a 97% or as I call them, you know, working a yeah. standard nine to five job, getting paid and waiting for the first for my paycheck to come in the mail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and then I think the last bit of advice, kind of touching on, on those first two would just be, you know, networking as, as you meet people with your, with your same beliefs and your core values, it, it, it develops a support system that you need in entrepreneurship, right? Entrepreneurship can be a very lonely road as we know. You know, especially in the South, if someone who steps out of their typical nine to five who says, "Hey, I'm going to go start my own business over here," people, you know, anytime you you take the the path less traveled by, people throw shade at you, right? People are going to hate on that because they don't understand it, right? Mm-hmm. They they everyone is is told, and they're and and they they kind of all circle and center around things that they're used to, the way that they're brought up with their beliefs and whatnot. So my point is is if you don't have someone in your low moments that you can reach out to and kind of build you back up okay mm-hmm. then 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 you're definitely your journey is going to plateau very very quickly because everyone needs that support system and if you network the right way, it can provide that for you
0: yeah man so, i I agree I think networking for me has been uh like everything are you going to growthcon to t- 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 i want
1: to go to I want to go grow to growthcon man but i'm like I said I'm getting married literally March of nine oh, got, got so that. much going on bro I cannot I can't be just yeah. because of that. But I feel um,
0: yeah yeah no I think that's that's more important. <laughs> but,
1: it, but yes it, it, it would trust me it would be bad here at the White House if you will if I if I didn't prep for the wedding. Yeah. I but uh, I do plan on being at uh the next one that I can be at for sure because again you know in the world of entrepreneurship networking that's a great event you know yeah. as Grant says you need to pay for access and this event yeah. is going to have some of the most powerful people in the world so 100% if you can be there. Yeah. Um, and if I could be there I would be there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, are you going? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm going.
1: That's awesome, yeah. man. You're gonna have to FaceTime me or something.
0: I will, dude. I will, <laughs> and, and I'm very close. You know, I'm like 15 minutes from there. Thank you. That's awesome.
1: I think I so got. Yeah, you should go for sure. um
0: So my my next one for you is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Probably be get started earlier, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. Um, is definitely the, the the first part of that would definitely be get started earlier, because again, man, people have, you'd be surprised how many conversations I have with people and they have this great idea, you know, this great business model on how they can solve a problem or help people, right? But they, it never manifests because they're, they're so scared to kind of branch out and get started. You know, I, I tell people all the time who have nine to five jobs, you know, you're putting your security in, in. And something that's, that's false, you know, it's a false sense of security, you know, sometimes I talk to people who they have a big, big dream or aspiration to be a CEO of a company. And I'm like, well, dude, why don't you do that? And they're like, well, I know exactly what it is. It's the fact that you have false security that you're, you know, you like that paycheck coming. And yeah. you know, in the mail at the first of every month. But the problem is, is that's a false sense of security because, time and time again, you you hear people in stories about how I worked for this company for thirty years, you know, or my dad did, and right before retirement, guess what? There was a big merger that happened, and the company laid him off, and he mm-hmm. lost everything. And so my point is, is you're putting your faith, your livelihood, your family, you're putting all that those hopes and that security in someone else, another company. You know, it's the same thing. I don't even care, you know, both my parents work for the for the state, right, in education. And even working for the state, they could be laid off next month. You know, now obviously they've been working for thirty years, they have tenure, so the odds of that happening is significantly lower than someone just coming out of college. But my point is you if you work for someone else, the reality the reality is you're told what you're worth and you could be terminated at any moments in time. Mm -hmm. Whereas for someone like me, I wake up and I go grind and I go, you know what, the future of my livelihood, my family, my kids is going to be determined based on my efforts. I can control that. You see what I'm saying? I wake up every day going, you know, it's in my hands, not someone else's hands, my employer's hands. And so for me, you know, a lot of people don't think that way. It's like news to them when I, when I say it to them like that because the, the number one excuse I get is, well, I, I like my paycheck over here. Like, I know I like the security over here. And I'm like, well, dude, that could be pulled out from underneath you at any second. Like, why not go build your own security with your own hands by waking up every day and being hungry and go get it? You yeah. know, so for me, it, it would definitely be, you know, knowing what I know now at 28 years old, dude, and you can mark this down on Tyler's <laughs> podcast, he said it. I'll never work another 9 to 5 of my life, bro, knowing what I know now. I will work for myself for the rest of my life because I just I know the potential of it. I know how lucrative it is, the opportunity. And and you know, it there's there's literally proven models even in entrepreneurship. If you follow, you know, A, B, and C, you will get X, Y, and Z. Same thing in entrepreneurship. You put in massive action, You know, you network with the right people. You put in basically habits that will, you know, lead you to success. You know, get around positive people, read an audio book every day, listen to podcasts, and just navigate your way, you know, to basically have a mentor who is inside your space, who is doing what you already or or what you're trying to accomplish. They're already doing. Okay. Let that, it's it's called ranking up, right? So if we have a mentor and we have, and we buy into this idea of ranking up, we have no choice within this formula to be successful. You know, that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the biggest thing. And then the other one is just time management. I think everybody, you know, faces the time management issue. Entrepreneurship can, can really pull you in all kinds of different directions. So for me, it's just, you know, learning to better manage my time in order to set yourself up. And it's this whole idea of, you know, the automate, you know, eliminate and delegate, you've probably heard this before, Mm -hmm. but it's a strategy that you can, you know, use to, you know, write out everything that you do in a given day, right? Everything that you handle and then go through and basically write out, you know, automate next to it, eliminate it or delegate it. Because the reality is we should only as entrepreneurs be spending most of our time on the top three things that we're good at. So Mm -hmm. if I'm do if I write out 10 things a day that I'm doing, the odds are only three of those things I'm really, really, really good at. I'm just average at the rest. And so the whole idea is I can free up a lot of my time if I go find, hire, or just eliminate the other seven of those 10 things that's costing me valuable amounts of time that I could be spending with my family.
0: Yeah, dude, I couldn't, that was an amazing answer.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it, dude, I appreciate I it.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I think that's, uh, I tell a lot of my, my friends uh, from my hometown that that like, and I don't know why from a young age, dude, I always kind of thought that like having a job actually scared me. Cause I was like, I don't have control over what this guy does or, 100%. Her or her, never leading the, the company that I'm working in. Like, I don't have control. So, right. and I don't know, I, th- I think maybe, I guess a lot of entrepreneurs, that's what led me to wanting to start a business. One of the things, um, was that I needed that control because 100%. I was like, I couldn't, I would have like anxiety, man. I couldn't like, speak.
1: <laughs> you know, well, so. yeah, that's the thing, man. You never know when you walk in, like, Oh, is, is he having a bad day? Did I say something he didn't like? Yeah, yeah,
0: friend, dude, it's not good. You know
1: what I mean? And i <laughs> It's just crazy, man, because, and, and I will obviously won't mention any names, but I, I know someone now who's kind of taking that very first step into, you know, doing something outside of a nine to five. And what's crazy about it is, you know, this particular individual told me it took them nine years to build up to, to you know, this level of income that they were experiencing and in their entrepreneurship journey through networking, massive action, and just saying, Hey, I am going to be in control of my own destiny. In three months, she made up, after she quit, she did, she is now doing the same amount of revenue, but did it in three months of so what took her nine years for someone else to tell her she was worth.
0: I love it. It's just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just the
1: reality, man. It and, is. Uh, you know, I do think there's a huge wave though of entrepreneurship that's about to like streamline and hit this country. Oh, and, for sure. Uh, it, you definitely want to be at the forefront of that wave.
0: Yes. <laughs> so,
1: but yeah, um, man, good stuff.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for that answer, man. I appreciate it. that. Was that was maybe oh, I don't know, if I should say this loud. that was maybe the top answer on this podcast.
1: That was good. So, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Good stuff.
0: So, my next one's kind of going a little bit down a different route. So, in your okay. opinion, what is the key to happiness?
1: The key to happiness for me would probably be it'd probably be passion, um, and what you're doing. I and I say that because. One of the biggest lows in my life was around a time period when I was working for someone else and and feeling like I had to do that simply to pay bills. You know what I mean? I was had no passion at all in what I was doing, which mm-hmm. leads to, by the way, you know, a you know unfulfillment, right? So every day I remember going into work and I felt like I was only doing this to draw a paycheck so that I could pay my bills because that was what I was supposed to do. Okay, and that was that was the situation I was in when I graduated college with my bachelor's degree in accounting you know and and, uh so a lot of people don't know this but and this is not a knock on Tennessee State Bank I am grateful for them and everyone who works there just again going back to being a 10 year old kid who had big dreams and aspirations of running a multi-million dollar company one day you know once I graduated I was working as a bank teller you know because that was really the first person who said yes to my resume okay Mm -hmm. and so me at 21 22 with 40 to 50 thousand dollars in student loan debt I took it because I felt like I needed to in order to be a man and be able to pay my own bills. And I was a six month period man of, of no passion at all. I'm literally working as people say, going through the motions to earn a paycheck. I'm super unfulfilled. I'm in a low place. I'm, I'm, you know, I was a baseball guy my whole life. So someone who, you know, was always, you know, and and not to boast or anything, but one of the better kids on the team growing up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of facing the whole question of, you know, is, you know, are the better days of, of my life behind me now? You know what I mean? Is is this what I'm going to be doing and how I'm going to feel for the next 30, 40, 50 years? And so luckily, like I, I moved from Tennessee back to Georgia, kind of found myself again and, and got my way back into baseball through, you know, private instruction. And I was super passionate, right? My first love of my life was baseball. So the moment, I mean, six months of literally I'm, I'm in one of the lowest places of my life within a month's time of me getting back into baseball and, and being – doing a job, right, and reporting to work to something I'm passionate about, changing kids' lives and, 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 you know, making a difference in the world, it's just crazy how my demeanor changed, and at that moment, because I was passionate, all the feelings, thoughts that I had as a 10-year-old kid of, of big dreams and aspirations started to manifest again, right, I had lost out on that for those six months that I was doing something just going through the motions, you know, and so for me, the biggest takeaway 100% in my life is you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Because if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to want to spend more time in it. If you're spending more time, you're going to get better at it. If you're getting better at it, you're eventually going to become an expert at it, right? When you're an expert at it, people take notice and they want to be affiliated with you within that space. And so when that happens, naturally, you make more money. So you kind of see the process of how it works, but it all starts with passion, man. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, You know, and this is not a knock on people that that work for Cutco, but if you're selling knives door to door working for Cutco, the odds are you're not moving a lot of product because you are not passionate about selling those knives, right? And so the whole idea is how are you going to go make a million dollars if you're not passionate about the product? As Grant says, you know, you have to be convicted about your product if you want to move sales. And I feel like that's why, you know, I have such a, a big success when I go out and I sell social revelation stuff. The reason is, is because I've used it on my own channels and I've seen it work and I've seen it change people's lives and I've gotten the testimonies that I'm super convicted even as a personal testimony myself. So when I talk to Tyler about it, you pick off, you pick up on those vibes, right? And you're like, man, this dude, I don't know what he's drinking, but I want some of it, right? <laughs> yeah. and so that's the whole idea. Like I don't, because truth be told, bro, if you asked me right now, or even 18 months ago when I started this company, Hey man, are you a salesman? The answer to that question would be, Hey, no, I'm not a salesman. I've never sold anything in my life. But it's funny because now my fiance goes, Ryan, did you realize every person you talk to, you close the deal? Every one of them. And it's just crazy because I don't really pay attention to stuff like that. I just, I see yeah. Tyler. Tyler has a problem. I I can provide a solution to the problem and I know it works and I'm passionate about it. So Tyler buys in, you know, yeah. I don't really see myself as a salesman, but it all comes from the passion. Yeah. So passion is my answer.
0: Yeah, dude. That's, yep. <laughs> I right, we'll just move to the next one. <laughs> I
1: appreciate it, man. Um,
0: so the next one I got for you is what is the best book that you've read and what's the number one thing you learned from that?
1: For sure. So again, um, 10X by Grant Cardone will be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say something here. I know you're like, man, Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone. So have a little, and I'll just kind of throw this in as a gold nugget for your audience. But the biggest thing is like, you know, you can have Dave Ramsey over here and you can have Grant Cardone over here, right? So they're on polar opposites. It doesn't matter who you choose to follow, but you have to choose and say that that's your guy and stick with that guy. Because what happens is if you don't do that, you know, Dave Ramsey says something, Grant says something, they're complete 180, who do you go with? You know what I'm saying? So to avoid that problem, you have to pick a guy and you have to stick with that guy. So my guy is Grant Cardone, okay? So pretty much any reference that you hear is probably gonna come from Grant. But if you haven't read 10X, you know, by Grant Cardone and listen to the audiobook, and you're in entrepreneurship, guaranteed you're missing out on 30 to 40% of sales. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole idea of, you know, going back to the whole formula of success the more time and energy you're putting into something, okay, is going to lead on the backside in terms of results. And so 10X is 100% uh, changed my life. It was the first uh, audio I'd ever read in terms of entrepreneurship. My fiance's best friend, actually shout out to Casey. If she's listening to this, um, <laughs> she actually sent it over to me and was like, Hey, I, I kind of know how you are. This is something we've been reading. My husband and I really think it would resonate with you. Check it out. And sure enough, I checked it out. Boom. First book, I'm hooked. This is my guy. And it just opened my eyes, you know, to Pandora's box and entrepreneurship. And, you know, I couldn't be more grateful.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's really good advice that to focus in. there's so much content out there now. Hundred percent. I mean, you do, and like for me, my guy is pretty much Gary. Like that's who gotcha. I follow, and I, I love yep. Grant, but I follow Gary like more so. Exactly. Um, and and you just do because there's just so much stuff. So you, that's I think that's when there's so much opportunity, then it can like slow people down almost because yep. they. Get, they're not focused so exactly focused in on one person
1: and if you do that and, and and that's huge because you know and i think i've mentioned this before but in a, in a world where we're advertised to from all over right and there's so much trying to, to fight for our attention right especially in social media and digital marketing and everywhere you go you know you see an ad especially for millennials we can get overextended very quickly if we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Hey, I'm going to go over here and start a social media marketing company. Well, I think I want to step into drop shipping. And it's like, we have all (laughs) these different things that we're doing and we become average in all of them because we're overextended. So Mm -hmm. I heard something that I think would really resonate with with the audience and because it's resonated with me. And it's this whole idea of we try as millennials to get a thousand miles wide, right? And that only allows us to go an inch deep. When we need to be focusing on only getting an inch wide and figuring out how we can go a thousand miles deep in one specific area, because that makes us yeah. an expert in that area, and naturally we're going to rise to the top and catapult to the top once we become an expert in that one area.
0: Yep, that's. We'll move to the next one.
1: <laughs> there we go, baby.
0: <laughs> and then, what's your favorite quote and why?
1: <laughs> so my favorite quote is uh, is probably "Don't expect a change unless you make one," and mm-hmm. and and and. And I say that because especially, you know, with people that have known me from the very beginning, you know, they're, con- they're always reaching out to me going, Hey man, I want to be a multimillionaire, you know, or I want to make six figures a year. And it's all, it's all this talk, you know, it's all this talk and it's, it's never backed by any action, you know, because I, t- I say this all the time, you know, people have the idea and they think they want to make a lot of money when in reality, they're not willing to do what it takes every day to make a lot of money because naturally as you make more money, you you have more responsibility and more responsibility typically requires more of your time. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, you think you wanna make money, but you really, really don't because I can tell by your work ethic. And and, and it's just this whole idea of people who say, man, I'm gonna lose 30 pounds. Okay, well, don't talk about how you wanna lose 30 pounds. It's There's a proven success formula. Again, going back, everything has a success formula. If you literally stop, you know, eating this way and change your eating habits, you can lose 30 pounds. But what do you hear? Oh, it's so hard. I can I can never do it. I don't understand how these people on Weight Watchers lose 167 pounds. It's crazy. Well, I tell you, you know, you can't expect a change if you don't make one. You know, you can't say that you're gonna lose 30 pounds, but yet you don't want to give up pizza. I mean, what are we doing here? And so I, the same thing goes with making money, man. I just hear people all the time that they, they they reach out to me, hey, how how can I make six or seven figures a year, bro? And I'm like, well, based upon your habits and what you're doing every single day, you can't sit on the couch doing smoke pot every day and think you're gonna make yep. six, seven figures. That's the reality, right? Yeah. You can't you can't you know you can't clock in at, at, at ten o'clock, you know, in the morning and clock out at five PM and that's the end of your work day and you think you're gonna make six, seven figures. It just don't happen that way. And yeah. so that's probably my biggest quote.
0: I think that's big, dude. too, dude, because I think a lot of people have, like, an illusion that, like, all these millionaires are just, like, on the beach doing nothing. Like, they've made it, and it's, like and, – and I guess some people – you you can create a business where there's freedom, right? I think overall sure. that is part of the goal, but – most millionaires that i know like they are working a lot (laughs) like more more than the employee (laughs) you know
1: like and 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 i think it's more about how these the millionaires online present themselves Yeah. here's here's the reality bro this is this is a you'll you'll like this story so we have a pool here where i'm living right you know i'm at a pretty nice apartment community here in in buckhead atlanta and uh super cool pool i've been to that pool we've been here now for seven months I've walked by the pool once I've sat at the pool another time. So I've been to that pool twice <laughs> I posted a, a Snapchat story and an Instagram story of me literally laying back. the one time I've been there like chilling with my laptop of me at the pool, everyone jumped ship. And was like, bro, I wish I had your life, man. Like you literally making all this money sitting by the pool every day. Like, and I, And in my mind, I'm like, dude, you have no idea. (laughs) Like the only reason I'm at the pool right now is because if if I didn't come here, there was so much going on. Like I literally just wanted to go dig a hole and like get in it because that's how busy I am right now. And so I just needed 30 minutes. And what they don't realize is I only spent 30 minutes just long enough to get that. But I feel like a lot of like big time millionaires, like if they take Mm -hmm. one trip a year, they make sure they document the heck out of that one trip. Right. And they put it on social media and everybody and they present it as if, hey, this is what I'm doing every day. (laughs) you know and 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 it's just funny because probably the richest man that i personally know in my network um you know again he literally has told me that you know he has two daughters who are playing like college sports Hmm. and i think he told me that i mean now of course he gave them a life that you know they obviously cherish and like they, they never went without but he told me like i mean his son was in you know playing college baseball and i think he'd made you know, two games in his whole career. Why do you think he only made two games in his whole career? And I'm not saying that's how every millionaire should be. Now, again, you got to understand, this is one of the wealthiest people I know. I mean, the guy's probably pushing worth a billion dollars. So that's a big difference between the average millionaire and a billion Mm dollars. So, but my point is, is that's, that's just ingrained in him. I mean, and he tells me, I mean, the guy's probably over 50 years old. And I, I, I sent him a text last time we spoke and I'm like, dude, isn't it time for you to retire? And he said, I will never retire. This is in my blood. This is what I do. Yeah. And so the whole, you know, the whole point is, you know, people, they just, they think, well, if I can become, you know, go make seven figures, well, I'm not going to have to work a- another day in my life. And the reality is, dude, you're just scared of work. So you're never going to be wealthy, you know, yeah. and you can't be scared of work in entrepreneurship. Like you've got to be a go getter
0: absolutely and, I, and the key is going back to one of your answers with passion is that you gotta like love what you do and that's the thing too like i live down in uh, south beach so a lot of my friends think i go to the beach every day i'm partying all the time And dude, I'm I'm working. I'm doing podcasts, man.
1: That's awesome, bro. (laughs) That's awesome. And you have to, and I know you have been, because that's the only way you can get over a thousand episodes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But you know, and and it was funny because I mean, I think John Lee Dumas said this on a podcast I was listening to of his when he was actually being interviewed. But he was like, "Man, how did you create such financial wealth within podcasting for yourself?" He goes, "Well, because back when podcasting first got like going in 2012." everyone, these people might've been putting out a podcast a week or a podcast a month. He goes, I was podcasting every day. He said, 365, baby, I was doing a podcast. And Mm -hmm. so he goes, naturally, when you do that in a space that's relatively new, you're catapulted to the top. And now he's sitting there making, you know, $100,000, $200,000 a month off his podcast. And shout out to John Lee for that, you know, awesome dude, very humble, awesome dude. Mm
0: -hmm. But, uh,
1: you know, and kind of touching on that, just for like a final point, I got a DM the other day. I won't say any names in case, you know, he's listening in, but, you know, he hits me up and he's like, Hey man, I'm thinking of coming to Buckhead here soon. Um, when we going to party or something like that. This is a guy I graduated high school with. Right. So it's been 10 years. And, uh, I'm like, Hey man, listen, you know, if you want to stop in Buckhead, that's fine and all, we can definitely catch up, but your boy don't party anymore. Like I'm too busy running a seven figure company. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know how many times I've been out in Buckhead since I've lived here in seven months. Who's that? Zero times has I've been out and hit the strip, you know, and you would think, man, 28 years old, pocket full of cash. She's got to be just killing it. Nope. I'm working.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Dude. Absolutely. Dude. And it affects, I'm the same way as you because it affects your next day. That's what I got to point to where I 100%. cut all that stuff like out of my life because it ruined the next day. And then I'm like, dude, this is, and you like, can't afford it. Yeah. You can't, no, I can't afford it. Afford the next it. <laughs> day.
1: Exactly. Imagine you doing an episode, you know, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you got this influential guy going, what is this? Cause, cause you're the host of the show, right? You're the personality. Yeah. You, you gotta make sure things are moving, baby. So if You're, <laughs> yeah. you're out till four o'clock in the morning. It's going to definitely show up in your next interview. For sure. So, but yeah, man, well,
0: Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Um, the last one I got for you is where can our audience uh, best find you online?
1: Yeah, so I have a website. Um, it's just www.officialryanwhite.com. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, you can connect with me on Instagram. My at is just at Ryan White. So R-Y-A-N-W-H-I-T-E.
0: Perfect. So thank you again, man. Really
1: yeah, dude, I, I enjoyed it, man. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I look forward to doing more things with you in the future.